Welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. This is the place where we take a stand. We rise up. We no longer allow trauma to be our voice or to be who we are. We pee into the wind. We run forward to our deepest desires and we don't stop until we get there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Dive right on in. One deal today that after you hear what Robin, our beautiful soul, has to say today, you take one action based on what you hear today. And I've already kind of given away just a little bit, but she is awesome. And I told her just a second ago, I've been stalking her because I'm super excited to hear what she has to say today. So hope you guys are ready for this. I'm Contessa Aiken. I'm your relationship rebel coach and abuse survivor. Today we have Robin. Robin is a life and sex coach and she has a yoga studio. She's doing awesome things. Her lifelong passion is to support women on the journey of becoming their most authentic selves. And I love that. It's beautiful. I think it's all encompassing. Thank you so much for being here with us, Robin. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you here. Sure. Oh, it's been it's been an, a journey for sure. I actually started with teaching yoga, and when I would teach women in particular, I noticed that a lot of women had bodies that felt very stuck. They didn't move easily. They didn't have a a flow to them that I know, you, you know, experiencing my own body when I feel a flow, when I feel a capacity to move really well, it, it feels really good and I feel connected to myself. And I was seeing a lot of bodies that just didn't have that. And so I would try to use yoga to support these women. We would do hip stretches, breath work, meditation to try and support these women to create an experience inside their body that felt, that felt embodied, that they could actually be inside their bodies. And it, you know, it works, but it takes a really long time to go the path of yoga. And I wanted something else. And so even in my own exploration, I, you know, I'm always learning, always curious. And I actually discovered the jade egg practices. And so the jade egg is, is a crystal egg. You put it in your vagina and it's basically like doing yoga. And, but what it did was it added a focus to the area of the body that needed energy, that needed attention, that needed us to embody. And the practices, the breath work, I felt the changes in my body and I knew that this is what was missing. This is what I needed to be sharing. And so I took some training and learned how to teach it. And so now I have the yoga combined with some powerful coaching, some mindset work, and then this tool of working with the Jade Egg to really support women to live inside their bodies in a pleasurable way. I love it. And the first thing that jumps out at to me, of course, is this Jade Egg, right? (laughs) (laughs) So can we talk about that? Like, how does it work? What is it really doing? Is it uncomfortable? Like, tell me all. Yeah, it's such an incredible tool. And such a simple tool, you know, and I think that's really when we think about it, it's always the most uh, simple tools that are the most effective. And it literally is just a crystal. I should have one here with me. I actually, (laughs) if you don't mind, I have one right up here. 
Let's so, see yeah. it. I, I know I want to see it. So. <laughs> I should have <laughs> <laughs> <always> close by. <laughs> so it's just this a simple little jade crystal egg. And is it jade for a reason? Yes. Yeah, so the practice is quite ancient. So it comes from from China and it's quite an ancient practice. It's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And so Jade is just a, it's a traditional stone of healing. And uh, so that just the quality of the stone and also the texture of the stone is really hard. So it can withstand energy practices. And really you could use glass, you could use other things. That's, you know, it's not necessarily that Jade is the, the magic of the stone is actually the fact that you're, you're connecting very deeply to a part of your body that most women really, we were never really taught to connect to, even to our pelvis, yes. um, but in particular to our vagina. And so we just have this opportunity to connect. It doesn't hurt. Uh, generally, you don't feel it at all. Uh, there, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't hurt because there are some circumstances, you know, where women do have a uh, very tight pelvis or where they've experienced some trauma, where there is pain. And absolutely. But what's wonderful about this tool is that use mindfully, like the, you know, as a woman, you're completely in control of the experience. And so you use it mindfully and it starts to allow you to connect. And through that connection, we know that's where healing comes. And so the practice is a lot like yoga, you know, a lot of squeezing, releasing, a lot of pelvic floor work, uh, just connecting, feeling pleasure, noticing what you feel and moving energy with breath. So how do the, I'm thinking about a lot of the women that are going to hear this, some of them are going to be survivors of abuse like myself. Yes. And when I think about putting something in my vagina and then doing some work around that, I'm like, um, <laughs> so yeah. what would you say to women? Like, why would they want to do that? Because I, you know, because of the abuse, I know for myself, there was a bit big disconnect there. Right. And, and I considered it more of a tool or a weapon of mass destruction sometimes, if you will. Right. Like it was just a source of all this pain and agony and, and disconnect. And then it, 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 it filtered through how I seen men and all kinds of stuff. Right. And so how does this really benefit women survivors and um, what would you say to them about it? Well, I think one of the things we know for sure about trauma is the disconnection that happens with our bodies. And one of the most powerful healing tools we have around healing trauma, of course, is, is embodiment and, and uh, somatic practices. And so that's what this is. It's a somatic practice. So it allows us to have that experience of connection with our bodies and in particular, this very intimate part of our bodies that may have been um, that that may have experienced quite a lot of the trauma and a lot of the abuse. And I think one of the most powerful parts of utilizing the jade egg in this way is that you have complete control over consent. And so this is an opportunity to actually practice what it feels like to receive a full yes from your body and a, or a no. And so anytime you use this egg, anytime you're going to, to use it and put it inside your body, it's an opportunity to, to ask yourself, do I want this? And to hear what your body responds and you'll know your body will be, no, I don't want this. And you listen, you put it aside. You can still do the practice or your body will really respond. And I think just that building that connection, that trust and 
and really like, okay, I know when it's yes, I know when it's no, and moving into the world with those, with that deep relationship to consent. And I mean, it's not just sexual consent, this is consent in your life. I mean, it it goes beyond that, right? So to have that connection to consent is incredibly powerful. Yeah, when you were saying that, I was like, gosh, there's so many applications, really, when you think about when you say yes and when you say no, and the the permission that you give yourself to do either versus go down the middle of the road and maybe somebody else will decide for me, or yeah. you're just um, staying in this place of victimhood, if you will, where you don't allow yourself to choose because mm-hmm. you are stuck in trauma, right? Yes. I mean, I think about, you know, at work, uh, with friendships, with kids, right? You just mm-hmm. having a clear, having so much clarity on giving yourself permission to, is this a yes or is this a no? And then honoring that, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> where's my jade egg? How can I get one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I always feel like when we can work with our bodies in this way, mm-hmm. that that that's really how we learn. That's, you know, when we can really experience what it is that we do day to day, you know, in the world, which is, you know, give consent, give our time, set boundaries, create relationship. When we can do that in an embodied way inside our bodies, that helps us to, to that's what's called the practice. Cause it literally helps us to practice doing that in all areas of our life. Okay. So a couple of questions, you keep saying practice. Does this mean yeah. that there's something that you do with this versus just insert and then go about your business yeah. or, yeah. <laughs> and then another word that you use that I think has been used a lot that maybe not everybody knows what it means is somatic. So can you tell yeah. us what does somatic mean and what does practice look like? Sure. Somatic is just the experience of feeling in, in our body. So having that experience of, of tuning into your body and feeling the experience through your body. And so somatic practices would be practices like, like yoga, where you're tuning into the sensational experience inside your body. And then practice is, uh, I, you know, it's really, I think it's a reframe that is uh, that's been really interesting for me in my life because we know yoga is a practice. We know that we go, we take our mat, we go to the studio, we do the class and we're like, we went to a yoga practice and we know we're, and it's interesting because it's like, well, what are we practicing for? Well, we're just practicing for our lives. We're practicing how to be better humans and we're practicing, um, you know, how to exist in this world uh, because we go on to the yoga mat as who we are and we get to to experience ourselves for an hour in this space of movement and breath and experience. And so when I talk about sexuality and self-pleasure as a practice, that's a whole, you know, we always just think of sexuality and, and pleasure as something like, yeah, we might get the vibrator out and, and get off every once in a while, or right? Like right. that we don't see it as something that is like a, a practice for, for living a better life. It's just something fun we do. And that's actually, there's nothing wrong with that. That's amazing. And I hope that women... Uh, that could, that feels like it could get very boring in Monday. Dane. It's just what it is, right? Like, right. It's, yeah, it's like, fun. like, and, and yeah. <laughs> by all means, do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I talk about practice, it means that there's an intentionality behind it, and so there's an intentionality to maybe heal, or there's an intentionality to connect to pleasure. There's an intentionality to experience a different type of orgasmic experience. There's an intentionality to manifest something. So 
we can use the experience of pleasure and practice in a way that allows us to uh, to be, again, better humans, to live our lives in a more uh, conscious way. So how does tapping into this sexual energy really um, help heal, help manifest, help overall this your, your, your practice for life that we're talking about here? Yeah. So I think one of the most, uh, one of the most powerful things that I've learned is that my sexual energy, when I, it's, it's an energy that I can generate, I can generate through pleasure and it is, it's like this renewable source of energy that I can utilize in multiple areas of my life. When you think about it, we were all created with this energy. That's how, that's why we're here is because of sexual energy. And so they, the power of sexual energy to actually create human beings is that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. So when we can start to tune into that energy and start to generate it in our bodies intentionally, then we have this capacity to create really anything. So I believe, I really believe like deep down into the very core of my being that sexual energy is our creative force energy. It is the energy that allows us to, to, uh, to bring things into manifestation, to, to move through our lives in a way that, that allows us to, to not burn out, that allows us to keep going. So when we're generating this energy, we're creating, you know, we have this energy to be more creative, uh, and to, uh, and then when I talk about manifesting, <laughs> that's right. a whole other thing. <laughs> when I talk about manifesting, that energy, we can utilize that energy to, to create a bliss state being inside our body. And we know when we want to manifest something, we have to be in the vibration of what it is that we want to manifest. So when we can create a bliss state being in our body, we can start to manifest from that space of bliss. And that's really how we can we can access that, uh, that potential for creating the life that we want. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, as you we were talking, really what I, what, what was coming up for me was I, I feel like your energy is so calming. It's very relaxing. It feels safe. You feel like you're in a blissful state right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, does all this really come from just simply tapping into your sexual energy or is there more to this other than just that? Well, you know, what I think it is, is that, that I, I mean, obviously I've been, I've been connecting to my body for a really long time with yoga, right? Is that I am fully, fully grounded in my humanity. And, uh, I, and, and I feel very, uh, I feel very comfortable inside my body. I feel very, uh, like that this just feels, it feels good. It feels pleasurable to exist inside this body. And, and so that's always kind of been something that, that I've had. It's, it's maybe something that I've, I've naturally always connected to. Mm-hmm. What I'm finding is that adding in that sexual energy that I always have a, I always have a way to connect to pleasure, which can help me to alchemize when I'm feeling, uh, when I'm feeling like low and I, you know, you know how you fall into like the kind of comparison mindset or you fall into feeling you know, they're not good enough. Or- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's not like I don't have days where I just want to 
you know, quit everything. Go crawl in bed and take a nap. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But what I, I know is that I have a tool. I have a tool that allows me to, because I work in the realm of, of Tantra as well, uh, and Tantric practice is really about honoring all experience. So it's not about just like, oh, it's all pleasure, it's all joy, it's all beauty. It's about, okay, yeah, this feels really uncomfortable. This is painful. I just let myself be in that. And then I can also orient myself towards pleasure. And so I feel like my calmness and my, my um, this, this way that I can move through the world and this kind of like magnetism that I'm able to, uh, that I'm able to create comes from just knowing that, that, that I can always orient towards feeling pleasure. I can always orient towards feeling good. And as soon as I feel good, as soon as I have that bliss state, then it's like, I do become a magnet. I do become uh, a, um, what do you want to call it? Like almost like a beacon. Yeah, a light. Uh, a bright, a light. tiny, yeah. beaming light. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two questions, and we'll see if more come up after that. What would you say to the woman who feels so disconnected from her sexuality? Maybe she hasn't engaged in pleasure or sex or anything for a while, right? What would you say to her to encourage her to reconnect? Mm-hmm. Um and then is this a practice that you only do like in person or is this stuff that you can do mm. with some distance? Yeah. So what I created was something called the, the freedom cycle. So basically it's a, it's a four step process that I take all of my clients on in order to help them to connect to their sexuality. And so when someone comes to work with me and they haven't connected to their sexuality for a while, I'm not going to say like, here, take this jade egg, put it in your vagina and everything <laughs> will be great. Call <laughs> <laughs> me in the morning. You know, me in the morning. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like that because I know that there needs to be uh, that, that space of, okay, you need to get into a space where you do feel safe enough to awaken your sexuality and where you've done the healing work required to awaken your sexuality, right? It has to feel like a space that you can enter into where, you know, where safety really is ultimately what we need to feel. And so the first thing I do is I connect women to their bodies. And that connection is just simply through simple practices like doing a body meditation, you know, getting really quiet and noticing what you feel, like what sensations are there. Sometimes there's none. Sometimes we're so numb that there isn't any. And then we just breathe. Maybe we do a little bit of movement. Maybe we do, uh, you know, maybe we we uh, work together in a coaching situation where I start to give prompts to like, okay, so can you feel this or can you feel that? Like really just that slow process of connecting to their bodies. And then, and then moving into practices like breast massage, which is a beautiful practice of rewiring connection to, to our heart and to our breasts and to this part of our body that sometimes we, we don't have a great relationship with. So reconnecting through practices like that. So then that's just the very basis, the foundation. Once women have just a very foundational relationship with their body, then we can go into healing work. And that's where we get to address shame and where we get to address childhood wounding, where we get to address trauma, where we get to address some of the things that, that are in the way of, 
a healthy sexuality that are in the way of feeling like it's safe to enter into a relationship with our sexuality. Once we've done the healing work, then we can move into the fun stuff. Then we can. <laughs> then <awaken>. we can <laughs> <get to it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then in the awaken, it's just about what do you want to experience? Like what does sexual thriving look like for you? Does it mean that, that you have your first orgasm? Mm -hmm. Does it mean that you, um, you have a different kind of orgasm that you, that you thought you could have? Does it mean that you just want to have sex? You know, what does that mean to you? And then we use holistic sex tools to find that, that connection and, and to, to create that, uh, that awakened sexuality. And then from there, we can move into devotional practices, things like sacred sexuality and into things like sex magic, so manifesting with sex. So, and, and it's a cycle. So once we move through that, there's going to be more connecting to do. Right. There's going to be more healing to do. More <laughs> yeah. And so it's an ongoing process. And I do all of my coaching online with women. So I don't do it. I do in-person workshops and I'll do right. talks stuff but most like 99.9% of my work is done online through coaching like on a on zoom I do have group programs and one-on-one -on -one coaching as well awesome mm -hmm. so if you were to leave a lasting lesson for us or maybe how does this all tie into attracting love or an action step that someone can take I'll leave all that up to you <laughs> whatever you feel yeah. comes to you right now what would you leave us with right now yeah, that's such a, I love this question because I think that really what makes us magnetic to the partner that we want, the, the dream partner, the, the life that we want, what really makes us magnetic is that capacity to generate that same thing inside our bodies for ourselves. So to be able to generate that level of pleasure that we think we want with a lover, to be able to generate that level of confidence that we, um, that we know that, you know, we think, oh, maybe if I'm with this person, I can feel this way. If we can if we can generate all of that for ourselves first, that then we are just in the space where the the lover, the ideal lover, the partner that we want is is magnetized to that because it's like we're vibrating on that frequency. That's who's going to find us. And so in order to get there, we have to first develop a loving relationship with ourselves. And so I always suggest for women to just start to honor themselves and honor their bodies first. So uh, a great practice is if you, you know, after you get out of the shower, you know how you just kind of slap the lotion on and you don't really pay attention yeah, to take your time <laughs> yeah. you know, to really feel your body and part by part, as you apply the lotion, say something loving to yourself. Like say, you know, be grateful for how your feet carry you through the world. You know, if you get to a part of your body that you don't particularly love find something that feels that feels sexy that you know and at first it might be hard but it's just about rewiring that connection and starting to develop that relationship of appreciation for our bodies mm -hmm. even if they're not you know size form model and you know sort of what we see in the media as being perfect it you know once once you have that that deep connection of love with your body that everything changes and it just really is about creating relationship and creating connection awesome thank you for that thank you for listening to this episode on the bold survivor collective i hope you enjoyed it make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you want more and join us over on the facebook group the bold survivor collective where we keep the conversation going and we keep on rising up and thriving y'all bye